0: And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast.
1: Five Minute. Freaks. Ah, no way! F R E A K.
2: Your honorary
0: firm, barren rebel! boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast
3: it jumped up a notch
0: it did didn't it yeah i stabbed a man in the heart
4: i saw that brick killed a guy did you throw a trident yeah there were horses and a man on fire and i killed a guy with a trident brick i've been
0: meaning to talk to you about that you should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder
4: Good evening and, uh, or morning, you know, we got to cover all our bases. Um, welcome to another fear, five minute fear of the walking dead. And we are doing episode seven called Shiva tonight, which is actually the mid season, um, finale. So they're going to make us wait a couple months like the, the regular walking dead always does. And they'll be back in August. But, uh, well, um, a lot happened
3: no
4: <laughs> and, and we got a lot happening here in the podcast. We brought back, uh, If you've listened to the first episode of this podcast, you've got me and our new guest here, Professor Alan Middleton, um, doing recaps of the first two episodes of the second season. So, good to have you back, Alan. Glad to be back, and I'm glad it took two
0: people to replace me.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Three, actually.
0: You know, if you count Sarah. She was there last year, so.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, she She didn't do that. She replaced me.
0: See, I figured I replaced her for one episode, then it took two Hughes to make up for yeah. me, so that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's probably about the appropriate weight, I'm guessing, also. Two Hughes's to one me. But anyway, that's my own issues.
4: Well, we've, we've been trailing Professor behind the boat in a small <laughs> yellow raft for the last few episodes.
3: Is that what um, you had the machete for?
4: Yeah, yeah, just in case. You know, he starts climbing up there and tries to get some of the food. A yeah, couple uh,
0: episodes ago, he cut the rope, but I came back, didn't
4: I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Told, us, told those pirates where we were, you <laughs> scurvy bastard, you. Um, and so good to have you back, Ellen. Uh, we wanted to bring you in for the, the season, uh, mid-season finale here and, and see if you've been following along this series. And, and what do you think? Have you been listening to us and agree with our assessments? Follow or,
0: along with the series and the podcast. How
4: about that? Awesome. Been enjoying it? I mean, we've all been having a blast talking about it.
2: Yeah. All except for that Sarah chick. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about.
3: Uh,
4: (laughs) Fine, fine. (laughs) Usually end up picking up more details than the rest of us. You and Beth.
3: No kidding.
4: It's it's the men in this show that should be embarrassed for the most part. Um, So I'm going to actually kick it right over to Mister Hughes and and welcome again Beth and Sarah and Brian.
1: Thank you. Glad to to be here.
4: Thank you for joining me again on this weird little endeavor um and brian's gonna handle the synopsis as i said just uh i I just want to just start out with saying last week i i i said this was kind of last week's episode was the the episode where people's shit is starting to get lost and i think we can safely say that many people have completely misplaced their shit in this episode oh boy um yeah and uh i'm gonna let you tell us all about it because a lot going on for this uh, mid-season finale.
3: Yeah. Now, before I start this, I do have to warn you. I forgot that we were starting a half an hour early, mm-hmm. and ordered a pizza. So, at any point in time here, the doorbell may ring, and I may have to go answer the door. So, we will have to break and edit that.
4: Okay. And you'll you know break
3: we're... and edit this too, if you don't mind. Anyway, uh... just for... maybe I will, maybe
4: I won't. Maybe we'll just sit here and hear you enjoying your pizza. Just for what
3: it's worth, I wholeheartedly...
4: Record all your nasty crunching sounds. Wholeheartedly I
0: wholeheartedly agree with Brian's, Brian's priorities.
4: Besides, I could record you and Beth eating pizza and use that for really good walker sound effects <laughs> later on. <laughs> It would be perfect. We're we're always looking for cheap Foley work around here. Yeah, you got to
3: watch out. If you hear my son, he would be two rooms away, but he sounds like the little weasel in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, the one that goes.
4: Oh, excellent. (laughs) Yes.
3: And he thinks pizza is a food group.
4: It is. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it incorporates several. So. Uh, actually, I do. before I forget again, I, I just want to say um, we will be starting a, a bail um, GoFundMe for Mr. Frank Delane. No, we won't be. <laughs> but apparently not even AMC has put up the money for him yet. Yes, our, our beloved Nick has actually gone and got himself arrested in real life. Um, sadly, he was on the CBS TV lot for some reason, which is strange because that's not his network and uh, gotten a bit of a scuffle, I guess, with a security guard and currently is being held on $20,000 bail. And so, eh, hopefully Nick still has a job when well, <laughs> the midseason. I mean, <laughs> somebody Dennis...
2: called a Funky Johnny Depp, and he have had enough.
4: Yeah, they... <laughs> Must have been. I, I apologize. Well, sang. I mean, maybe,
3: maybe Lady Brienne could come and, and save him since, you know, she <laughs> took care of his father. Yeah. Maybe we
1: should have passed him right? the joint. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to chill. <laughs> I,
3: I, don't
4: know. I don't know. Who knew when he wandered away at the end of this episode? Spoilers, you know, he'd be going to CBS lot and getting himself in trouble. But yeah, so there's some current uh Fear the Walking Dead news for you. I'm sorry for interrupting Brian. Oh no. Have about it?
3: No, no. <laughs> it was just that was uh, that's you know v- very well done there because uh, you know I didn't even think to bring that up in this episode um, I didn't know if we would be talking about those types of things though we have talked about the the possible relationship going on between you know uh, Mr Delane and Alicia yeah yeah
4: See, and
3: uh, I think it, that's ma-
1: why he did it
3: yeah she must have broke up with him yeah
4: who <laughs> knows Okay. Beth, Beth, quick with the you know the, the theories, even on the real rifle arrest. Oh, she's kind of
3: she's got some great theories, and and she keeps getting <laughs> confirmed too. Yeah, yeah, so, no doubt. All right, <clears throat> our episode synopsis as it goes. Um, this episode, of course, opened up with uh, a uh, flashback, or what appeared to be a flashback of Daniel uh, out by the river, a bunch of dead bodies, and then he hears a gunshot. And he wakes up, gets Ophelia out of bed, tries to get her out, and then she basically rips a slice of pizza off of her face. Yeah. yeah. And so in very great uh, American werewolf in London fashion, he wakes up again to the same gunshot. And, of course, that's the gunshot where Strand has taken Abigail uh, or, or prevented Abigail from turning and in turn wakes up the entire compound. Uh, now clearly this was a no-no and Celia is really angry about it. So she scolds not only Strand, but Madison mm-hmm. and Nick comes in, tries to be the peacemaker and to get her to calm down. Uh, well,
1: she's truly pissed off because he didn't take the, um, he didn't take the, what is it? The wa- the wafer
3: the communion wafers. Yeah. yeah Cause he yeah, didn't take communion wafer. He didn't live up to his promise to, to Abigail. And uh, well, she's more pissed that
4: she can't stick her, you know, son in her little zoo down there. So, yeah. More than anything.
3: <laughs> yeah. And so she lets them know that they have a day to bury Abigail and then they need to leave. Now, Travis, at this point, is not as concerned about Strand as he is about Chris. And because Alicia tells him that when she woke up, he was standing over her, over the, her with a knife. Now, he sees Chris out in the field. He yells to him. Chris, you know, runs off. So he heads out into the night after him without shoes. I guess he was feeling a little bit like Bruce Willis. Come out to the coast. we we'll get together. Have a few laughs. The next day, Travis is still looking for Chris, uh, and he's finding the breadcrumbs he's leaving in the form of walkers. I don't know why Chris decided to leave a knife in somebody's head, but uh, okay. Just a courtesy for the next person that comes by and right. might need to use it. Well,
4: <laughs>
1: now, wasn't this the same knife that he ended up uh, waking up Alicia to?
3: Could be. Very well could be. Probably, because he didn't have one up until that point.
1: Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was thinking it was the same knife he used to kill the walker.
3: Now, at this point, uh, Madison, of course, is telling the kids they need to get all the supplies and everything so they can get out, get out of town, get back to the boat. And uh, for the second time in this episode, Alicia gets a little uh, belligerent. <laughs> Previously, Travis at you know asked for help getting Chris, and she's like no. And of yeah. course, you know that's like you know understandable with the whole knife thing. But you know Madison sitting there saying we need to go, and Alicia's like no, I want to stay. Nick thinks he can talk to Celia. You know, of course, Madison brings up the fact that Celia's dangerous, and of course, Nick doesn't care about that because Nick's gone a little uh, out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis
4: is still looking for Chris. Uh, it's that freaking soup that she was serving everybody, I'm telling you. <laughs> Something in that. A pozole. Mm. Now, is, it, is that Mexican? Weird. Is, that,
3: is that Italian?
4: I, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like an Italian dish, doesn't it? But it's, it's no. They're, she's putting some kind of weird Mexican mushroom in that thing and making everyone go loony.
1: Yeah, she's using, <laughs> well, pozole is what they put in, um, in menudo. It's just like a big kernel.
3: That's hominy, isn't it?
1: Hominy, yeah. Yeah, hominy. Like they're
3: using grits. Okay, so uh, Travis uh, comes across a house on his trail. He finds a guy inside um, who gives him a pair of sneakers and some waters and, uh, tries to, uh, and tries to send him on his way. Of course, they find that, uh, uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, we do see Travis's feet have been seriously messed up even though the socks weren't torn.
4: Yeah, I was wondering what what his thought process was on that one, too. It's like,
3: yeah, just got to go sprinting out without any freaking shoes on. A gun went off in the middle of the night. You get up and go see what's going on. Then you see yeah. your son is out in the field and he's running away. You're going to run after him. Uh, you know uh, That makes perfect sense to me. It does. You know, you don't have time to stop and get shoes.
4: Tuesday night, where young Chris might have ran away from home or something in the neighborhood, sure, but in the zombie apocalypse, you find the time to put some goddamn sneakers on. (laughs) I don't know. That's just me.
3: Yeah. Now, you let her run out barefoot, too. Yeah. Now, back at the compound, though, Nick has decided that the best way to get back into his good graces is to bring Luis back, the now, uh, you know, brain muncher Luis. And he seems to have pleased her. She wants uh, of course Nick to stay um she's not so convinced about the rest of the family. She does agree to let them stay as long as Nick agrees to be responsible for him, but strand has to leave now. Salazar, of course, is trying to talk to Strand while he's digging the grave for Abigail, and he tells him that the that the ground isn't he shouldn't put him in the ground because the ground is poisoned, and that the whole land is unholy, and um, he's definitely drawing the attention of other people at this point. They're they're paying attention to him in his uh, fervor.
1: Well, Strand definitely recognizes something's changed with him.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, now Madison confronts Nick about his behavior. Uh, She says he's been different since they left L.A. and it's wearing her. And he simply starts getting all, I mean, he sounded like Barry Allen on last week's episode of The Flash. You know, he just (laughs) invincible, unbeatable, you know. Yeah. And uh, he just says he knows he's not going to die at the hands of a walker. Of course, it wouldn't be the hands, it'd be at the teeth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he can
4: he can walk among them until it starts raining. Yeah, he hasn't got there yet. Uh, there's a little uh, camouflage shoot wash off him and see how that goes for him. But so far, right. his skills have been pretty impressive. Oh, absolutely! But they he's now also found, losing his mind. Out and finds them.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I I mean, you know, he was always that social engineer, that ingenious guy that found ways to get drugs any way possible. He knows how to yeah. blend into almost any type of crowd. Yeah, That's and what walkers I
0: saw in them the first time.
3: Yeah, and walkers are probably the easiest crowd to blend into. Yeah, yeah as long as they don't notice you. Yeah. Okay, so back at the uh, at the, the the hacienda out there, where uh, Travis has got his new friend. Of course, the guy gives him the shoes. He sees the that the man has a picture of a boy, little Ramon. And uh, as the guys trying to get him out, telling him that Chris has gone to the east, Travis realizes that Chris is actually there uh when they get into the room chris has got the little boy uh at gunpoint as travis tries to talk him out he gets chris to point the gun at him and he slaps the gun away as he distracts him which i thought was actually a really really cool move chris says of course that he's sick of people looking at him like he's a monster and uh once travis knocks the gun out of his hand she runs out the door now travis eventually catches up to him brings him to the ground uh, Chris fights back. He pulls the knife out of Travis's pocket and takes a swing at him, but Travis is able to get it away from him. And uh, at that point, Chris is just sitting there saying that he is—he's uh, no good. I'm a
4: monster. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna call a timeout and call out all you Chris apologists from last week. Like, oh, he was in—you know—he just picking up the knife to to sharpen it for Madison because he's a nice kid like that, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you're being sarcastic, but uh, I, I think we can safely say that my theory that Chris has gone to the level of Lizzie, look at the flowers, wacko, at this point.
3: No, um, no, no, no. No? No, no. I I, I think it's. I think Chris has gone bye-bye. I, I, I think it's <laughs> that he knows that the situation is messed up on him. He knows that, uh, you know, Alicia has already got this opinion of him. I mean, he sits there and say, said, you know, how he thinks everybody hates him.
1: Right,
3: and this isn't you know just because of what happened then. He he thought that they didn't like him all along.
4: He, he's pretty much ready to cut his father though at that point. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I'm he's. Like, I'm bought, glad you guys are such optimists. I We're think that he bought into, into that fighter. idea.
1: It, when he walks in on Alicia in the mother's sleeping, when he tries to wake her, walks over, grabs the knife, and she wakes up. But you can tell on his face and his demeanor that that's not what he was meaning to happen. He just got caught like that. And he ran being scared. And now he has bought into the idea that he's no good. No one loves him. No one cares for him. Um, But he really feels unloved. And he feels um, that everyone's been not helping him not willing to listen and hear him out everyone's bought into the fact that this kid is just bad so why not act bad not why not go ahead and show and lose lose himself to the idea of being this kid that he he really wasn't at that particular moment in time uh,
4: The emo boy's got to get over himself then because there's been no lack of people showing that they care about him on the show so far You know, his father basically fought through hell to get to
3: him. But that's just how he felt. That's not the truth of the
1: matter. He's a teenage kid.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, every time Travis opens his mouth to Chris, Chris's eyes roll. Whether you see it or not, it's a metaphorical thing. You know, his father could be telling him he loves him. He could tell him you can do better. He could tell him anything, you know, great job. Inside the kid's head, his eyes are rolling. And that's just the way it's been because of the things that happened before with him, his mother, even before he had to to uh, take her down.
4: I'm still uh, Carol would have double tapped the kid by now. That's all I know. Um. Well, I thought that that's what should have happened
1: all along.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I've I've been saying all along, you know, spank the kid, let smack the kid, let the kid know you freaking you give a shit. <laughs>
4: one word and i hit you again i'm
1: telling mother you know and and he had really truly been doing that he's been trying to take the lesser road and that's all right what let's, he
4: let, let, let's take the poll, polo oh, right i still say chris is too far gone and dad's probably gonna have to do the look at the flowers thing or something worse will happen sarah what do you think chris coming back to us or not
1: i, I don't know
2: um he's not look at the flowers gone because he knows he's gone. Yeah. He's,
4: it, he's one up on Lizzie that he knows he's losing his shit. Well,
2: no. See, he's, he's the teenage kid that he, I, I absolutely agree. If everybody's going to think I am this rotten, I might as well be, or may Oh my God. Maybe I am. Yeah. And if I'm this rotten, then I shouldn't be around people. I, I need to go now. Nobody loves me. Nobody should love me. It's, it's the unformed teenage brain.
1: Right.
4: Alan, what do you think?
0: Well, I still think on on last week's scene, I still think the presence of the knife in that scene is where it crosses the line. From oh, sort yeah. of creepy but maybe forgivable to scary and dangerous, at least from oh. from their perspective. It's like, I was thinking, it's like when you're speeding, and you know, if you're going 54 in a 45 zone, you'd probably be able to talk your way out of the ticket. But if you get maybe 58, In a 45 or 61, I'm getting that ticket no matter how much I flirt or unbutton my shirt. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, So, you know, it's only a few more miles per hour. Right. But those are the ones that make the big difference. And I think think being in the room with the knife is where I think he he crossed the line. Well,
4: I'm thinking if Alicia didn't wake up herself, then him and Madison might not have been waking up. Right. I think you even agreed with me on that last week, Beth, but. You know, the- and as far as as far as him, I don't think it's so much he's feeling persecuted. He's he's upset that he's getting caught for shit that he's not in control of. Like when he was watching Madison, I really think he he was like kind of stuck in this loop where he actually kind of wanted to see her get killed. You know, he was holding that much of a grudge and and wasn't able to to be like this would be bad if I just let this woman die. But I don't think he was so much upset at getting caught by, you know, Alicia as, you know, maybe upset that he realized that he he really didn't want to see Madison die. He's he, I don't think he's just thinks other people think he's bad. I think he really is kind of aware that something's not right with him, but
1: I think it's a possibility. If he wouldn't have picked up the damn knife, he wouldn't be in this position.
0: I think that's true. And I, I, and I do think your analysis of, him as a teenager is is pretty spot on, too. I, th- I think sort of both of those things can be true.
4: Yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you. Moving on, anyone else want to talk about the Chris situation? Or
1: oh, Brian walked away to get the pizza.
4: Oh, Priorities, okay.
0: man, priorities.
4: <laughs> yep. Yum, yum, eat him up. That sounds pretty good. I treated myself to my favorite Chinese tonight, so I can't complain. Oh,
1: Chinese food. <laughs> that sounds delicious. The one by the Mexican restaurant
2: or the one up the street by Dogtown?
4: Oh, no, the Mexican restaurant one, my old my old haunt down in...
2: Uh, I gotta look vicariously house. through you, you know, I'm stuck at the Overlook.
4: I know, I I almost went there today, I but... Miss I missed the like, seafood, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but man, you can't be there, like, nine bucks feeds me for two meals of sesame chicken and just can't go wrong there, so...
1: <laughs> Gosh, the other day, uh, Brian had taken us to go get some chicken and they happened to make... Uh, a catfish and oh my gosh was it delicious i very rarely get seafood and that was a really great treat
2: i have a hard time making myself be a city girl i am very much a in the middle of nowhere more cows than people this is where but i really miss the everything i could possibly want within two blocks of me
4: sitting (laughs) yeah yeah cool street
2: if I could bring my farmhouse to the middle of the city, I might be a happy girl.
4: <laughs> yeah. to be a higher concentration of nefarious-looking critters on the streets these days. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually got, you know, I got offered free sample of something over at the convenience store a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Kid rolls up, you know, way to live this stereotype is... Kid rolls up on a bicycle with, you know, 10 pounds of gold around his neck. He's like, ugh, party? Like, with a kid on a bicycle? Not normally, no. <laughs> like, you want a little sample? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll pass, thanks.
2: Go hang around a schoolyard. Isn't that where the, the yeah, after-school special says you
4: should be? Yeah, yeah. I tell him you should go back to dealer school because if you look at my car and think you know and think that I'm going to be a steady form of revenue for you, then you've you've got a problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, but you're not spending money on the car; you must be spending it on something.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah.
3: That's why they keep hitting me up.
4: <laughs> no, no matter how many bad habits I've had, I've always rather had a vehicle than have to walk places. So you know, that takes precedent. I'm down with so, that. The pizza man's back.
3: Yes, I'm back. Uh, Did you hear me take a
4: bite? No. Nope, good. No, nope, you got to get closer to the mic. We need some good good walker sounds. Oh,
3: Matt. man, I can't do that to you. Okay, so <laughs> where do we leave can. off? I can. Way to go back. <laughs> we left off with Chris saying that he was no good. Yeah, and You know, I kind of missed something earlier that uh, when Daniel kind of went off his rocker that uh, they went ahead and knocked him down and took him away. Yeah. And so where we pick up here is where uh, you know, Daniel's being held uh, down in uh, – it looks like an area where they're actually keeping the wine because that, that whole place is a vineyard. Mm-hmm. Sally comes down to, to have a talk with him and uh, try to feed him some soup. And I guess she really must think that that's got the – I don't know. Is it the Kool-Aid or what? It's in it the soup.
4: A, magic brew house soup. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, yeah. of course, she says that he fears the dead, not the ones that she's keeping on the grounds. Uh, but Salazar's own dead, which, uh, I, I think that she's, you know, pretty on target with that. Yeah. The evidence is there. Yeah. I mean, Cause get a little look into his mind. Yeah. Cause you know, up to this point, we'd heard some voices that were talking to him, but we hadn't seen anything. And, uh, we started hearing one very definite voice that sounded like Griselda. And and even so, that the we always keep closed captioning on TV when we watch now, so we don't miss anything. And it said Griselda's voice, so you know there's there was was no doubt there at all. Um, Of course, you know Celia wants him to confess his sins, and he really tells her that he's got nothing to say to her.
1: Yeah, but there was one other voice, and that was the voice of the gentleman who handed him the gun in his dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's the voice that sounds very you know wicked. Something. Was that
3: the was that the one that was talking to him on the boat? Yes. Yes. Yeah. To hand
1: him the gun,
3: or... I, think
4: no. I think it's his father, probably. Yeah, I don't.
0: That, that that was my assumption, but yeah.
4: Hmm. <clears throat> okay, so here's this... so here's take your kid to work, you know, day at the river. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> Daniel told
2: that story to the boy strapped in the chair.
4: Yeah, yeah, they
2: yeah. threw all this... my village away, and they did come back. They floated down the river. Yeah.
1: Yeah, doesn't it make you really what wonder what that story is? There are so many dead there in the river—girls, guys, young ones.
2: And Daniel told the story when he was filleting um
4: yeah. his daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> Fillet boyfriend, yeah.
2: He he told he, you know um they, I've I've seen people in my village be taken away before, and the government said they were going to bring them back. Well, they came back. They floated down the river. That oh, was
1: gosh, I, I don't remember that. Yeah.
2: yeah While he's peeling parts off of army boy that's the story he tells
4: yeah so i mean my my assumption man. at this point is that his father was part of the el salvador death squads basically that's, or whatever that's what i was thinking yeah. is either el salvador
3: or guatemalan <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how you
2: either end up being the man in the chair or the man with a knife and that's where yeah. it started was yeah. watching the entire village float back down the river after the after the government took them away yeah Tough
1: okay, well, to what you're before, huh? that is so
4: effed up, yeah, yeah, understandable why Daniel could have a couple ghosts running around there, yeah, no kidding, he went downhill quick, though, don't you that I mean that was he didn't just even...
2: unbelievable that in two two episodes, which yeah. is I'm assuming two days,
4: I <laughs> mean, he even skipped the telephone part that Rick Grimes went through, he just went <laughs> straight to talking
3: to ghosts, you know, he didn't even need a medium there, well, he went <laughs> talking to them, they just started talking to him, <laughs> you yeah. know man I mean he tried to ignore it you know not not knowing where it was coming from now Nick of course he didn't listen to Maddie and he went out to find Travis of course he finds Travis and Chris but Travis tells him that he needs to pretend he didn't see them and he says that, that Chris can't come back and Travis needs his father uh, that Travis yeah. that, that Chris needs his father
4: and- see that scene is what sold me on the Chris Lizzie now because I think Travis is like my boy might be too far gone and is not cannot play well with others at this point
1: well what if <laughs> well, he was just doing that shit so he can get attention for his father and have him leave Maddie for good
3: yeah you know I mean everything that that's a, been going on has been kind of leading up to a split between Maddie and Travis anyway yeah
4: yeah, yeah.
3: right so it, it makes sense that Travis would think this is a good time to make the break uh, like Ross says take a break
4: so, in other words, he's just still being an idiot because he has no skills. He, barely, he wouldn't even have frickin' shoes right now if he <laughs> hadn't got some <laughs> from a stranger. And he thinks he's going to be able to protect his boy out in the wild. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure that's going to end happily.
0: Yeah, yeah. His uh, his Maori blood has been thinned over the generations, I'm thinking. He, yeah, he's, he... He is, he is not living up to that uh, that tough guy cultural stereotype.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Tough, maybe smart, not yeah. <laughs> so much.
3: <laughs> okay, so Sorry, Brian. oh no, no worries. Um, <laughs> at this point, Salazar is going off the deep end. Uh, Grizel is talking to him, and he sees her. Uh, she, uh, he says that Celia is a demon, and needs and he needs to get away from her. And of course, you know Grizel is telling him to to save their daughter as well. But she does get upset with Dan- with Daniel because he never buried her. And uh, he tries to tell her he couldn't get back to her. And then uh, she, of course, asks him, you know, about the sins that he never told her before. Yeah. You know, he said, of course, that he confessed all of his sins, but she knew there was ones that he never told her about. And at this point, we get the flashback that shows Daniel standing there at the river with all the dead bodies floating on. You got the one guy that's still alive and someone hands him a gun. And he pulls the trigger, and that would be his first. Well, he says that's his first victim. Griselda says, "No, my love, the first victim was you." Yeah. And at this point, uh, Celia has decided to show Mattis in her little petting zoo. Which, and yeah. and of course, you know, at the petting zoo, they're having a barbecue too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just was waiting for Bob to show up, yelling out, "Tainted me, tainted me."
4: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just uh, I just saw Bob actually. I just started watching The Wire again. He's in The Wire. Um, yeah, tangent, but yeah. yeah, talk about. I was actually expecting the neon sign to go off above Celia's head that says, "Please murder me, Madison."
3: Here's your opportunity. Yeah, because <laughs> please murder me. I mean, she's <laughs> just, giving her, you know, speech again about keep, why she keeps yeah. him around. She opens up the thing to walk in there, showing she's got no fear. And Madison's comes in, and then Madison just
4: backs Slowly out. Slowly out. I swear you can almost see on her face. It's like, I can't believe how easy this was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and she just walked into it with Wormy.
3: You know, the thing is, is like uh, when when Celia <laughs> looked at the, at the dead, though, did you did see you, a tear in her starting to form in her eye? What you, you say, sir? I saw resignation.
2: I saw, okay, I guess it's time to walk my talk.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, It looked like there was a tear forming in her right eye, like she was starting to tear up.
1: Yeah, because she knew she was going to see the flowers.
4: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, res- I, I agree with Sarah, actually. It was kind of resignation. It's like, well, okay, that's it then. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay, so... I immediately regret this decision. I've made a huge mistake. I thought that was a
0: beautiful scene, though. It's one of those ones where... As you just slowly start to see her back up, it's like we know what's going to happen a yeah. few seconds before before Celia does. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> cold-hearted snake.
3: Yeah. Is there anything
2: you wouldn't do for your son? Nope.
3: Yep. Nope, nope. Not at all. <laughs> Clink. <I> she <should laughs> might as well tie a ribbon around it. I know. <laughs> Okay, so at at this point, uh, Salazar, of course, is still tied up in the chair, and Jorge decides that Salazar needs a cup of soup uh, that he uh, turned down from Celia earlier. And uh, Daniel makes like he's really having a hard time, and then he just busts a cap. on. I mean, he didn't bust a cap, but he busts the guy's head and uh, busted the chair on him. Mm -hmm. And he stole a, a lighter. And what else was it that he stole from the guy? I don't it and, uh, I don't know where
0: they got but, the gas can from, but
3: yeah. No, but he stole it. He stole the yeah, the the, the, lighter, the lighter. He stole something yeah. else. I couldn't tell what it was. Possibly could have been an owl coin. Yeah, or
4: the keys, or yeah. the
1: keys to the gate.
3: Yeah, the uh, keys yeah. to the gate. Right. That, that's
1: that's
0: likely.
3: That's probably what it was. And of course, his his wife is telling him to set her free, and at the same time, at the front gate, Strand is being sent out on his own, and uh, Alicia goes and gives her little bye bye wave sign and Strand gives a little Jackie O hand wave which I thought was really really bizarre because yeah, yeah. if anything he was the butch of the group of the couple between him and Abigail but you know I could be wrong really honey <laughs> No. am I making people mad I, I don't mean to try <laughs> wow um, but at this point Salazar goes I don't think ahead. we've
4: known them long enough to really assign those roles to them I right? agree but...
3: Um't oh, oh,
0: oh, well,
2: no, that was a wave to alicia her specifically <laughs> yeah. she did she waved to him and and his was you know was thank almost, her. it was thank almost not goodnight. a goodbye though. yeah don't worry about yeah. me i'll catch a cab we're good yeah <laughs>
3: So next we see you know Daniel down in the in the cellar, and of course he goes in there, and we don't see a sign of Celia, I, and I couldn't tell was that the the, the same room that that Celia got locked into?: Yes. yeah. Beth and I were were watching this and made note of the fact that none of the walkers there had blood splatter on them. They had blood on them under their chin, you know where they'd been eating the the pigs. But they didn't have splatter like you know they'd eaten just eaten a person.
2: They got yeah. cleaner and more normal the longer Daniel stood there. They well, yeah, well, they, they were all you perfect if you human beings just before yeah, the fire yeah.
4: started. Well, that's because I think he he was seeing his victims. He wasn't seeing the walkers anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah. that, that well, could be the case
1: spiritually when he was looking at his wife they were all clean they were they were ghosts of the people who once lived they weren't walkers
3: so of course he goes ahead and sets the place on fire right there in the pen of the zombies wife appears among them with a smile on her face he smiles happy that he found his wife he drops the lighter on the gas that he poured around and the last thing we see is the place burning. Strand comes back and finds Madison, Alicia, and Ophelia. And fortunately, Nick shows up at that moment. And while they're trying to get him on board, he doesn't want to join them. And he just sits there and says that, you know, Celia was right about them. They destroy everything. And he turns and runs from the group, still covered in zombie guts. And he just walks into a crowd of, of other walkers that have come towards the fire. Yeah.
1: And yet again, when he turned around to walk away... He still had the blood wings on the back of his back. Did anyone see that for the second yes. time?
4: Yeah, you know, I meant I meant to say something about that because I actually read a story recently, Beth, that that said that that was very intentional. That the actor wanted it, wanted the makeup people to to make it like the wings. So it was very either the actor or the the producer. It was very intentional. So, yep, definitely called that one right.
1: Every once in a while.
3: I try. <laughs> That's a great. That was a great way to end the the at the, the mid-season break with everybody just going off in their own direction.
4: Yeah, it's it's the formula that the regular show takes a lot and then then brings them back together and hopefully sometimes the regular show strains the imagination a little bit of on how people get back together. Hopefully we'll have a little more logical reasoning for who does get back together. I'm not sure everyone's getting back together, though. Um, I
3: agree. <laughs> yeah, For one, I it. mean,
4: what's the verdict on is Daniel, I think Daniel's dead. I watched Talking Dead afterwards, and they kind of wanted, they tried to play it off like he maybe wasn't dead. Yeah. But then they then they did, like, the, the feature on the makeup and, and, like, you know, talking to the... The crew people and and someone specifically referenced like the death of Daniels. So I I think he is
3: gone. I don't think uh, so. And and the, uh, the thing is, this is what's funny. I don't I think not. he's I,
1: gone, and I don't think Cecilia is dead either. Although they show them that they are.
3: Well, they, 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 they showed in the, the, they, they, yeah. they in the the morning of the dead when they showed all that of the of the walkers and such. It was really so different from ones we've seen in the past. Number one. They showed walkers just laying there. They didn't show the moment that, it, that they were actually knifed. Obviously, we didn't see those because Chris did it off, off camera. Right. And then they show Celia and say that she's dead, and they don't show her death. And yeah. then they show, Dang, they show uh, Griselda and, the, and the, the other walkers that were in there that he set on fire like they're gone. But they don't actually put his name on the screen when they show him standing there with the eyes up in that kind of ah uh, moment.
4: Yeah, yeah. So –
3: Number one, I don't think that Daniel's gone. I don't think that Celia's gone. I'm sure we're going to see see more of her uh, as we go on. So, and and again, anything goes on this show.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and the general rule is, if you don't see a bloody corpse, you know, uh, it's they're not necessarily, you know. And with
3: Glenn, there was a bloody yeah, corpse yeah. there. It just wasn't him. Yeah, all,
4: all bets are off after the Glenn mess. But I kind of hope we don't go that way every episode on this freaking show. <laughs> My nerves can't take it. <laughs>
0: One thing about Celia and Daniel, though, that if this were the regular Walking Dead, I think that they would be dead because a couple of their interactions I thought were really interesting because they were actually having theological, religious yeah. discussions. And, you know, in the world of the Walking Dead, basically, that is a one way ticket to death. You know, right, not, you're uh, so right. You're not coming right. back. But I, I mean, I, I actually thought they were really interesting discussions that they were having, and would like to see that continue uh, in the second half of the season, if possible.
4: Yeah, I honestly, I had a little problem with this episode, and I thought a lot of this stuff was a little rushed and unearned. The madness, as I said, it started going downhill fast last episode, but this one, it's just like someone threw it into high gear and was just like, it's time to take the train to crazy town. And especially like, we know that Daniel's been having his little ghost conversations, but he went kind of extreme real quick and was probably the setting. And, and obviously the whole, what Cecilia Cecil- was doing was very abhorrent to him on a spiritual level. You know, it was very against, you know, I mean, he's freaking out about putting, you know, even for um, Abigail in the ground um you know it's not holy ground it's all cursed now um so yeah that i could see because once you throw religion into any mix things can accelerate fairly quickly
1: and you know what i didn't Uh, understand is why in the hell would she be standing there to bury him when she was so against the idea of doing it in the first damn place so why in the hell was she there that was just
4: just to loudly tell him to get out again, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to backtrack back a little to the
2: fact that he's not coming back. And there's the only choice she has right. is to put him yeah. to ground. Yeah. Well, she can't leave him lying around. He'd start to smell funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I just thought, no, I'm not saying that. Just why did she attend when that's something that strand was doing at his request, you know, that she shouldn't have been there to attend anyway. She didn't believe in that.
2: Well, her belief was that she should have kept him. And he took that away from her. So the only thing that he left her was to attend the funeral.
3: Yeah. To be the leader.
2: She, yeah. She was the leader.
3: Yeah. She took she, control.
2: She hell of a speech. We, right, we were yeah. servants. And th- this family had this child that they ignored. And I was more a mom to him. Well you yeah. know, even if he you know, even though he hadn't come out of me, I was still his mother. And she that was one hell of a speech. She would have been He's... a great leader if she hadn't gone round the twist.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that here's brings the it. thing.
0: here here, yeah. here here here's the thing about that. In a world without zombie flicks, right, taking this
3: yeah.
0: taking their situation as a total blank slate without a visit to the C D C like Rick and his crew yeah. got. What she's saying, is it that crazy? No, it's not.
4: No, it no, not mean, at all. No.
0: Is this what dead looks like? Th- yeah. th- this is not what dead looks like.
2: This is just what comes next.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. so
2: and being the religious lady that we're all taught, you know, for the catholic that the dead will rise again at the day of judgment.
0: Yeah. It, it that that's what there, I'm saying, you know, from our perspective. Don't you know the way zombies work? These are obviously zombies.
3: When there's right, yeah. yeah, when there's when no there's more no room in hell. for that. <laughs> when <laughs> there's Ooh, no yeah. more room in hell, the dead <laughs> will walk the earth.
4: Damn. The dead are supposed to be technically taken up first, you know, in the in judgment and, you know, maybe Maybe she just thought the bus got delayed or something. They got to hang out for a while first. I don't know.
0: I mean, I mean, and and she, I, th- I thought she 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 had one great line where she said, "This is the end of death."
4: Yeah. Yep. Which
0: you yeah, know, that's which is that exactly it, that, that is, not is not an inaccurate statement.
4: No, no, not at all. Um, hmm. I guess that depends on what your very subjective uh, view of what life is, mm-hmm. but yep.
3: uh... yeah, but you and know, I've, I'd I'd, I'd and... still say that the the people with the intelligence, um. Trump, the Walking Dead. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't care what Celia says. Put a knife in the head and move on.
4: Yeah, <laughs> well, they tend to last longer than people that collect them, as we've learned on a couple occasions. Uh, <laughs>
3: now, how about <laughs> this how about I, Nick's I little that... hypocrisy? What's that? How about Nick's little hypocrisy, though? You know, he's sitting there talking like Celia's side is the right side; that her ideals are right. <laughs> And yet he's going out there getting walker guts on him, so he can walk amongst the other walkers. He's got to take a walker out to do that.
4: Yeah, yeah. And true, and yet he did true. it how
3: many times? This episode three times. Yeah. At least they showed him taking a shower once.
4: <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, either Nick has gone totally batshit, or maybe he's. I see his his. I mean, they obviously showed some good scenes between him and her. His, um, his
1: whole need to have some sort of addiction is his problem. If right. he didn't have a problem with addiction, he probably wouldn't be buying into to the Kool-Aid that Cecilia's trying to sell him.
2: Well, it, when it was the next door neighbor, Nick was the first to say, she's dead.
4: Yeah. When yeah. Yes, it was so. Susan
2: trying to eat them through the garden fence. Nick realized, okay, she's dead now.
4: But that's why it just seems.
2: Cecilia's Kool Aid from the, you know, fifty cents a glass stand.
4: That fucking Pasoli, I'm telling you. Now, Uh, if you could
3: get Nick to sit down (laughs) and read, you know, um, a book of, say, Sartre, or 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 uh, what is it? Um, Anyway, if if you were to get him to sit down and read a couple books on existentialism, he'd probably, you know throw away everything Celia said and move on to that. He's just very impressionable at this point in time. Yeah, but he has seemed to have been
4: one of the more level headed, you know, he was he was literally on the ground floor of all this. He was the first one in the whole family to, to, to see a walker, you know, his, his, his heroin playmate there. Um, I thought the interaction with Madison
0: was, was really interesting. You know, especially, you know, don't call him dead, don't call him infected, just what would you like me to call them? Says yeah.
3: their
4: names. Yeah. Well, they ain't going an answer to their yeah. names, though. Uh, so.
3: <laughs> but that's it. That is a conversation every kid has with their parents. You know, you got your little, you know, thuggy friends. Don't call them thugs. Yeah. Okay, your druggy friend. Okay, don't call them drugs. What do you want me to call them? Their name. I mean, that is that right there is just a conversation teenagers have with their, their parents every day, because we don't approve of their friends. Nick's just got. Dead friends. Yeah, he's just
4: got he's running with a bad crowd right now. And, <laughs>
3: but
0: I like the fact that he told his mom, "I can't talk to you when you're like this," which I'm sure he has heard from her. I don't know a million times. Right. Yeah. You know, but um, he's right. I brought this guy back, and now we can stay. So, you know, he he has been serving the family. He's been serving the community in his own off kilter way. I but, wish they've but, decided. But he's been one of the most effective.
2: He ha- absolutely has been.
4: I just find it really hard to believe he would abandon his mother, that he wouldn't go with her. That's just my biggest hurdle on the whole thing.
2: I, I wish they would decide what it is that they're going to do with Travis. Is, is he the, the, the helpful handyman, the lovable boyfriend, or just this big pile of milk toast that we could just put out? <laughs> which What is he? Because he's bouncing from one to the other, episode to episode either he's he's there the faithful friend and gonna help out or he's just why are
3: you breathing my air well with travis it is if you give him something to do you're fine just give him something to do the moment that he's got time to think about anything he's he's done (laughs) yeah because he just doesn't you know unless he's in the moment he doesn't know how to handle any situation
4: and now he's on his own, making all the decisions yay go travis and, and
3: personally
2: I think if they did kill daniel it's it's a wasted death of a character yeah, was, definitely.
4: yeah totally
2: um he he yeah. went round the twist way too fast yeah i i don't I don't buy that express train into madness um two days, two episodes, whatever it was i, I yeah
4: well, there wasn't it had much the time to actually, actually in the show either.
2: Me.
3: Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, that you got to sit there and think about this. Yeah, he's held all that stuff in his head for, you know, 40 I, I
2: realize that, but in, and being here in the religion and, and the owl and, you know, everything kind of building up. And when Ophelia walked in on him the day before, he looked so small and so frail that you knew something was coming. I just absolutely didn't expect it this quickly.
4: I guess it kind of, I'll give it a little bit of a pass because I've been kind of the one complaining since the first season that maybe, and I didn't know if it was just the actors not, you know, into their roles yet or or maybe bad writing, but that nobody seemed, you know, overly alarmed at what was going on or at least not traumatized enough. And maybe now, I mean, it kind of makes sense they've been able to stop and have this pause. You know, they haven't had time to grieve or freak out yet. And maybe now that, you know, they've been able to spend a few days in relative safety that the the actual enormity of what's been happening to them yeah. for the last couple of weeks yeah, is, on, is starting to catch. They've up been running them. on
0: pure adrenaline and fear.
4: Yeah, which goes a long way to not making you know, letting you not deal with the situation.
3: And yeah. and they were they are <laughs> from LA, okay. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta remember that. I mean, what we saw on, on the regular Walking Dead, you know, we got a good blank of time the things that happened we didn't get to see all that there we yeah. do get to see it here but again these people are from la they're probably you know toked up anyway i'm just kidding well
4: they generally probably live a more you know you live in los angeles is generally going to be a more hectic uh, stress-filled lifestyle than if you live in atlanta you know it's it's a it's apples and oranges as far as, you know, or rural Georgia or wherever most of the things that happen in the regular show There's take place. by the
2: but. airports, if you go to the airport in L.A. and they have the moving sidewalk, the people mover, people run on it.
3: If you, yeah, if yeah. you
2: go to the same airport in Atlanta, people stand still on the moving sidewalk. Let it take them <laughs> long and have a quiet conversation while they're going.
4: Yeah, so. you know, most are too, sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I Those are some nitpicks I have with it. And hopefully they'll... You know, I'm not leaving the show by any means. Still definitely want to see where this goes. It was a surprising episode. I didn't expect it to... I didn't know how I expected it to end. But, I mean, uh, I certainly didn't expect, like... Yeah, this the Celia, come feed me to my friends act, and which may or may not have happened. Who knows? Maybe, you know, Celia... Maybe we'll learn that Celia really has some sway over them or uh, it's going into a lot of religious and mystical places that the the regular walking dead doesn't. And that's exciting. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, But I, am not sure if the, uh, the writers will ultimately allow them to, to make that part of like canon that there might be something supernatural going on. I don't see that happening, but um, it's almost trying to nudge us in that, that that way.
3: Um, well, I mean, yeah. they, they tried to fool us in the last week when um, the people were coming out of the church blood, coming out of their eyes. You know, we didn't find out till yeah. later that they were poisoned. So you're sitting there wondering, yeah. what the heck is going on here? But, They've
4: been leading up with this theme, because even the survivalist guy, you know, basically kind of said that, he kind of implied that he thought this was like just the Earth's next level of evolution, that this was supposed to be happening. And that's very similar to kind of what Celia is seeing and that this is just what's next. Um, so there's a, a resignation there that this is just the universe working itself out. <laughs> and this is what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, but that uh, doesn't mean to sit there and take care of the <laughs> dead and feed them pigs and stuff because they're just a draw on resources.
2: But that was mm. a horrible noise, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. It mm. was bad enough when it was a dog, but the pig was horrid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Now, the fire at the end, um, we've seen before walkers that have been burnt, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're done.
4: Oh, so we've seen full flaming no, they walkers. They just wander
3: around on fire.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they
3: wander around on fire, or whatever's left smoldering is still moving. Yeah. as we saw that with the, when the governor had the pits and, and was burning them. So, I mean, you know, it's like there's no guarantee just because they're set on fire that they're done. Now, even and,
2: even the one in the that that Daryl come across after the forest fire was still moving under his helmet.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. Uh, now let's let's take a quick poll here. Celia still alive? Yes or no?
4: Yes. Geez, I gotta go. No, but I mean, I didn't even. I, I don't think I'd even registered that I didn't. You know, we should have seen her all over those uh, those walkers.
2: I, I was looking. For
1: her <laughs> in the See, platform. i yeah, I paused it to take a look to see if I seen her, and she just wasn't there. So I'm going with, yes, she's still alive.
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess one of her people could have come and pulled her out or something, but I don't know. That is, is very it. It's almost me like her booby. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost the kind of thing though you'd think Madison would have stuck around, and made sure the job was done though. She's gonna, but she didn't. She pretty much closed the door and walked off. So. She didn't
3: want to be blamed for it.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just uh, how
3: long of a time
2: difference there <laughs> from Madison locking the door and Daniel going in? Well, are we sure
4: it was even? Are we sure he was seeing real walkers at all? I, I still say that he was. Yeah, just like he was burning, because... burning his own ghosts. But
1: <laughs> no, he was because when he walked in, they were all full of uh, blood on their clothing, and they were all you know, standing the there. End. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then you see his wife walk through the walkers and when he starts to see her as she was he also sees the walkers as they were when they weren't dead
3: yeah they got cleaned up
4: I still think those were specifically his ghosts of people he would killed but maybe not um, anyway um, oh, the
2: guy in the front row in the cheap polyester suit
3: could have belonged to anybody Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now Daniel dead or alive
1: alive
3: I hope alive I,
0: I I agree fingers crossed that he's alive just because yeah. he's such a strong character such a strong actor so sort of like- from that from, from, from that that perspective as a viewer
4: I certainly yeah. hope right. to have him back right, I still based think it's weird and talking dead
2: and I'm a little angry about it but I, that that fire went up really fast and he yeah. made no attempt to leave it he's no. straddling the flames
4: didn't yep. seem to be, no. no. So this
2: was, he was like, okay, I'm going to be with Griselda now, and everything's all better, and now I'm atoning for my sins, and yeah. voices in my head are finally going to be quiet.
4: I, I don't know if it makes logical sense for him to survive after that, because it does right. look like he was trying to. Oh, I agree with to, that. Yeah. I, I agree, it doesn't make sense. but
0: uh,
2: I'm yeah. going to go with he's gone, and it's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
4: that, you know,
0: it's, yeah. That's the way I'd feel if he were gone, yeah.
3: watch it turn out that celia saved him (laughs) yeah just come out of the back of the crowd yeah she dragged him out of there and the two of them are going on the on the the war path but uh i don't know we'll see
1: or a honeymoon
3: (laughs) no i don't think so no i'm just kidding but that episode really moved in strange, strange ways. And, and there was so much of about it that was really not final. It, it, it seemed like we didn't get definitive deaths on anything. You know, they, in, in the, 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 the memoriam afterwards, they even said Jorge died. And yet yeah. we just see him laying there in the fire after Daniel had rolled over him. But we didn't see, you know, we didn't see him get killed. We didn't see Daniel or Celia so I, I'm I'm not taking any of that as, you know, they're definitively dead. There was something yeah. just really off about all of that.
1: Well what if the whole thing was just a dream?
4: That could be too. They've been playing around with that for a bit. So but
3: Yeah, those first two segments being dreams that, that uh yeah. that's a pretty good thing. I don't. I, I think there'd be still too too much Bobby from Dallas, though.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say if it, we, the we whole have,
2: thing was just a dream. Daniel wakes Medicine, up in the
4: shower the next. The girls episode.
2: wouldn't have run out and gotten the truck with Strand and left the fire <laughs> if it was all <laughs> Daniel's dream sequence. Madison and Alicia and Ophelia, that they wouldn't have reacted and by heading west, it wouldn't have happened.
4: I think Was that a winery or a friggin' whiskey factory? It was a winery. Though? Yeah, I know, but it's just like the whole place went up. You wouldn't really yeah. think that would. <laughs> We'd think that would, because it was like an kind of an undergroundish area. You wouldn't think the fire that Daniel set would set everything off quite so dramatically, but. So maybe he got away and was you know throwing gasoline in some other places too. you I mean, don't know.
3: It definitely got around. That's for sure.
2: That fire escalated really fast. Yeah. Wow, that one quickly.
4: <laughs> yeah, to this this the last couple of episodes of. Uh, sometimes it seems like it's got deleted scene, you know, <laughs> itis in this show occasionally, and I understand that it, that's just a necessity when you're dealing with. Uh, you know, they're not they're not getting quite the ratings yet that they can because regular Walking Dead will be like we we want we need a hundred and you know we need an extra half hour for this episode and you know what are they going to tell them no. You know, so they have the extra long finales and stuff, but I don't think uh, I don't think Fear the Walking Dead has earned those bones yet. So
1: I think Better they cut? are having a more difficult time with this Fear the Walking Dead series than they've ever had with The Walking Dead. Um, the timeline is always questionable. Exactly where they're wanting to go is questionable because it's almost like you're getting whiplash. You don't know which way they're going from one day to the next, truly. It's just I'm not quite sure if I'm enjoying the series as much as I did The Walking Dead, and I am a true fan.
3: Yeah. Well, I liked it better on the boat. Did, Me
4: too, uh, and I thought we would have maybe a little longer uh, you know, hunt for Red October between like Connor's boat and them. Well, I think they're, you know, they're definitely like going that.
3: back. So they're yeah. going back to the boat, and we'll probably see Alex again here soon, and who knows? No, well, with it. the uh, split up of the group, I'm, I wonder if they're going to take a page with everybody
2: going their separate ways now. Right, they're going to take a, a page out of The Walking Dead, yeah. and we're going to see two or three characters at a time in a storyline per episode, and I am... Um, Traumatized at the thought of an entire episode with nothing but Travis and Chris.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I, me too. I, that's uh, one that I
2: might have to walk away from. That will yeah. be the
3: first episode coming back.
4: Yeah. I'll be wanting to so look at the flowers watched, myself. It's like happened.
2: watching a train wreck. It's not something yeah. I want to see. You know, Mr.
3: gosh, I hope not. I hope you're wrong
1: about that, because then I'm going to want to look at the flowers.
4: Yeah. See, well, I'm open to see, it. You know. See,
2: faithful friend, dad of the year, or just milk toast. And yeah, I wish they yeah. would give him a spine.
4: Some of the, we'll uh, rip I mean, it was out.
3: Some,
4: yeah, some good acts going on, but like some of the, uh, I don't know if it was season five or four maybe, but some of the like Carl and Rick Roadshow stuff yeah. wasn't exactly the best things they've ever put out either. Uh, So, yeah, if we we see Chris eating a giant jug of pudding, I'm done. (laughs) Uh
0: One thing I think they're trying to do different from the parent show is, you know, how much that got criticized for staying in one location too long. Yeah. The farm in particular, but others as well. And and certainly this crew has, pardon the pun, burned through some potentially nice locations, you know, pretty quickly. You know, the sort of the lighthouse, you know, that that area. Or the, the the refuge, and then and then this, which seemed to be a, a really safe safe mm-hmm. place, except for the wine cellar.
3: Now this now, place had, had creepy all one? over it from the moment <laughs> they got there. Yeah.
1: What happened to the commercial where it had all the boats and the helicopters and the um, all these these people that were surrounded by that one boat by the Abigail? I mean, what happened to that commercial? Because it actually never happened in the series as of yet.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
3: Interesting. Be, yeah, so why in the online. hell
1: show it if you weren't going to show it by mid-season finale?
3: This whole show's been about misdirection. Yeah. Sure uh,
1: that. Yeah, but I mean, at least you would have seen it in a dream or some sequence that would have happened. It just absolutely didn't happened, period.
3: They hinted at it from time to time like you figured something was going to go on. They now we know that the we know that 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 what the boat that Stram was looking at was not any of Connor's boats. Right. The big boat. But it went away. And we don't know what happened to that. We know that it's going to come back. We know that it's going to be a part of the future. And so you know, maybe they've sit there and said, no, let's go ahead and push that back and play this up and then we'll get there later because they've got well, more episodes this season to play with.
4: Strand did make the uh, the possibly foreshadowing comment of, yeah, I'm going back to the boat if the boat's even there. So you may get back to the docks and, and Mr. Big Boat's being like, hey, couldn't help but see that big bonfire you guys started. Uh, what's up? <laughs> We're going to take this boat <laughs> and kill all y'all. And,
3: uh, we keep uh, the women hard.
4: Yeah, probably, yeah.
1: Well, I was, just, I was looking forward to finding out why in the hell were there helicopters in the sky and all these boats that surrounded them with the searchlights on the Abigail and it never happened.
4: I think it's got to be in the future then. And a lot of those promos that they run are like, you know, for the whole season sometimes. Yeah. Or conversely, it could have been a promo that was put out even before some episodes were done and they just got... It's just not going to happen. It ended up on the cutting room floor somewhere. So who knows?
1: Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see what happens.
4: And freaking fortunately, until August. Why does TV do this to us now? I didn't even know this this show was going to have a break like the regular Walking Dead too. <laughs> I didn't I realize that. it was going
3: to be. I didn't <laughs> realize the <this> season was as <laughs> long as I it think is.
4: Think in the summer, other than watch TV. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know, there's there's still nighttime and such that <laughs> you can go out. and look There's always it. time
3: for binging. You can go out and look at the flowers now.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: but as far as as far as shows that take breaks, two and a half months or so, whatever whatever it will be, doesn't seem that long. Maybe that's not, how badly I've been. I've been treated by TV shows. seemed like Mad Men would do four episodes, take a year off, and do four episodes. Oh yeah, I was
4: a Breaking Bad fan, so yeah. I'm, so I, I, I think two and a half months
0: in the dead of the summer. Yeah, that, that, that's not not unreasonable. unreasonable.
4: Yes, but the ten-year-old in me wants it now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the ten-year-old, and you should go to his room. <laughs> <laughs> should not be up watching these scary scary
4: things no no that's true <laughs> uh
3: i guess I, I got nothing else folks so i don't know what do you think i'm gonna check and see if there's any email yeah at gmail at gmail.com and let's check the old email inbox and drumroll nothing. Oh. nothing nothing <laughs> Failed. Not even a walker. Come on! Bro. I was gonna sing that "We
2: Just Got a Letter" song from Blue's Clues. Come on!
4: Our people don't, eat. You know, we're just not an emailing sort in this network as much as we used to be. I think uh, Facebook has hurt us a little bit on that front. No biggie. No biggie. We just we have to find some. We yeah, you know, I, in radio you you don't get callers unless you give them something. So we just need to find prizes. <laughs> And then I'll, it'll come. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: One last thing I did like about this episode that made it sort of a different experience. Now, uh, a couple of guys said, you know, you watch this all the time with the, you know, with the with the captions on or yeah. or, or or whatever. But for live TV, I just I don't do that. But the fact that large parts of this conversation were subtitled.
4: Yeah, they were in 100%. Spanish
0: was a really different viewing experience it it, it made you pay attention
4: yeah you know that that's
0: sort of a trick to to really make you make you pay attention but it's so rare it certainly stood out as an as an
4: interesting
3: choice the hell out
4: of me because i can usually set it up on my laptop and go (laughs) over to my couch (laughs) and watch it but i cannot read captions from there so i had to be up in my uncomfortable chair the whole time all
1: i have to to do is listen
4: First world problems. There's
2: this small section of us that don't speak Spanish. Like I said, I can ask for (laughs) two beers and where's the bathroom. That's that's all I can do. I need the captioning.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: can go to the bathroom and say, turn it up.
3: (laughs) 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 So I had a friend, you know, years ago that that every time we'd put on a movie, he'd turn on the captioning, and I'm like, why are you doing that? And he goes, I just, it it helps me. And what I found is that in most every movie, based on how the sound is, is set up, you're, you're going to miss dialogue.
4: Yeah, and that's, also, that's, that's
3: why that's 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 why I, for, ever since then, I'm, I'm spoiled. I have to have the captioning on.
4: Yeah, I do too for most things. i get going to annoy Sarah when she's over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I've
3: <laughs> tried to watch movies and
2: stuff with McGregor, and he's deaf mm-hmm. as a post. So
4: it's yeah, got,
2: pretty it's, much. It's a tiny, tiny room with a giant TV with the volume on 50. The neighbors who yeah. down can <laughs> hear it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: my you close your hair backwards, that's watching TV with him. Yeah. Ours mm-hmm. ours only goes to 11. <laughs>
4: the,
0: the main adjustment that we have to make is for watching Doctor Who or something like that. We have to turn it up extra loud, we call it. We have to turn it up to British.
4: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the captions don't even help me with some of that.
0: Brilliant. Oh. Uh, hmm
4: fantastic all right um well i
3: hope my synopsis was okay i was kind of very good sir very good very good on the fly thank you
4: yeah and we we got it in under the wire we can mr let the professor go and do his other thing tonight and
3: now professor allen are you going to be joining us again in the future
4: if i get invited i think we should
3: (laughs) you know that i'll tell you what i'll tell you what you're so invited week. you can even bring the synopsis Next week, you
0: got it. You got it. The next, all throughout the summer, I can do it.
3: Yeah, well, June and well, July,
4: July. I, you got it. Well, Sucker. June and July, all right. We'll, we'll see you in now August. It's been, a, it's
3: been a privilege. Thanks. Good We're definitely years, you drafting
4: you. We're drafting you for the first one back oh. at least now. Got to do it. Got to do it. Well, but, yeah, us, thanks for well, right. Right.
2: We, yeah, we, we have to a, take a break now, don't we? We will
4: gobble. We will gobble. At yeah, oh, pizza. we still have
2: our Wednesday night chats. It's okay.
3: <laughs> I know, but if we're if we are unlucky, Beth will have us get together to watch *Bachelorette* or something. You know? Oh, boo hiss! Yeah.
4: Oh. Uh, I'll be looking at the flowers. Things.
3: <laughs> there uh. we go. There we go.
2: At <laughs> least can we do reruns of *Supernatural*. Oh, <laughs> but my, my daughter God. would love that.
4: Oh, here's another any any preacher fans in the house because I'm thinking I need to do a preacher podcast I've not seen to... it
2: yet but it could be my so next impression so far from
1: what I've seen when I wasn't dozing off in between I liked it I just couldn't stay awake and it's not to reflect on the show itself I right. just was really really tired
3: I, I kept her late, up late that night I'm not you know hey <laughs> <laughs> <I stopped>, Harold <laughs> She's complaining, I'm bragging. I'm not complaining.
4: (laughs) Hey, come on, we we saved this kind of uh, dirty talk for our roundtables. You should know that
3: by now. Scott, did you get the pictures I sent you?
4: Yes, I did. I said I don't know if I'll be able to get this pumped out tonight as I'm going to do a little more intricate uh, Photoshop than usual, Um, so... Yes, uh, Professor Allen, you are going to be photoshopped onto Alex's face in the uh, the poor <laughs> raft behind the boat with the rest of us. And, uh, oh, that sounds about right. Maybe I should do big crosses over the ones the people we're not sure will be back cross with a question mark or something. And on the faces we're not sure will be back or not.
3: <laughs> let's just hope you represent us kindly. Don't make me Travis. Don't make me Travis. Don't make me Travis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to be Travis. Don't make me say hey. Don't
1: make me say
4: <laughs> no promise. No, I think I've got a picture of like the regular cast, so we're all well. Yeah, one of us will be. I'll I'll, I'll take the Travis bullet, maybe myself. We'll see. <laughs>
2: but everybody hates Chris.
4: <laughs> well, well, so, so he's not oh, even going to get the, the pleasure of having Travis. one of our faces because everyone hates Chris. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't mind being Chris. He's got some nice hair there.
4: It does he? Yeah. Does actually, man? I the one scene where uh, Ophelia was picking her face off. She looks a lot like him, man. Those guys, they could be brother and sister.
3: That's why it creeped me out when he started hitting on her.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, but. Well, uh, here's uh, fingers crossed for Frank Delane getting out of jail in time for next season. Um, (laughs) Hopefully we don't see Nick ceremoniously just written off It's like, well, yeah, he died. Sorry. Um, Because you never know. Um,
2: You have a scuffle with a security guard at the the recording lot. You, You don't do major time. They st- would, uh, no,
4: but I mean, so some, some networks are very wiggy about you know any other people getting in trouble, uh, but I don't think it would be the kind of thing that they would fire him for. Well, I mean, I think he's okay because what it was, a Seth Gilliam, um, the guy who plays Father Gabriel on the regular Walking Dead, he got himself like a major DWI. Oh, wow. Like, before the last season, and, and he's still around. So, yeah, they can't be too uptight about it.
3: I'm sure that security guard will wind up as a walker on an episode in the future. That could be, yeah, yeah.
4: that's it. Yeah, it's that's like, it. it. It's it's a, a trade-off. Erratically. Yeah.
2: Was the quote. He was acting erratically.
1: Stab right yeah. here. Stab right
2: here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was just a little concerned that, I mean, hopefully it's changed by now, but that the original story was that he's still in jail and no one's bailed him out. Like, he didn't do have an agent or something course, that could. The, uh, the news
2: article that I read didn't note him as walking dead, called him the Harry Potter alum.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. No, he's really not. I guess he's known more for that because more people saw those, but he wasn't, he was in one of them for not very long, so, I don't
3: know. Yeah, I actually have a question in regards to the, the episode that, that something I would forgot, but I have my notes here. Why was the episode named Shiva? I mean, isn't that... Oh, cool? yeah, a, I want to talk
4: about that, too, because... Isn't it
3: like a Jewish ceremony, isn't it? It's either, well, it's also she's a Hindu goddess. goddess. Yeah. God, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, death. Death. Rikers, the death is the many-armed... But the Jewish well, one is
3: it? Is it spelled with an H or is it just a, the 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 short? Are you, a? are you
4: talking about sitting shiva for the, for the dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're spelled the same pretty much. Um, shiva,
2: shiva. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: yeah, I guess it could go either way, but I mean, it would be strange to have a Jewish term, you know, in what would obviously probably be a Catholic setting with you know, ceiling and everything, or a
3: Hindu term either. Also, I yeah, mean, either right. way. either one either, either, well, either Shiva
4: was kind of a goddess of the dead yeah, the destroyer you, you yeah. either
0: got the destroyer goddess or you've got mourning for the destroyer dead is, so right. either one sort of works
4: yeah i, I would yes. go
2: with the destroyer you know this is the one that comes out of the lotus and slaps you with her 27 arms
4: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah i was gonna uh, good call brian because i actually did want to talk about that so that's cool um yeah interesting name to use for this one um so, yeah, mysteries abound. I think it's uh, I'm hopeful it will have a good payoff when we come back in August, but be waiting with bated breath to work with y'all again. So, all
3: right. Well, don't forget so. everybody, if you want to send us an email, send it to uh IndyHugh, that's Indyhu, that's i n d y h u @gmail.com. Yes, indeedy. And you know, right. your emails will be read on the air if you if, unless you ask us otherwise.
4: Yeah, and even maybe if you ask us otherwise, we might just forget and do it anyway. But don't let that frighten you. (laughs) Um, Because you know what? All right. Demons of court lawyers are mighty, mighty people, so do your worst.
2: Yeah, I spoke with Mr. Clawhammer earlier, and we can pretty much do what we want.
4: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Anywho, uh, this has been a five-minute Fear of the Walking Dead uh, mid-season finale, uh, episode seven. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back here in August.
3: Bye now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
4: Crazy.